0: welcome back to the talking walls podcast i am your host matt cooper and today we're joined alongside dave as a party dave how you doing mate all good thank you mate all good yeah looking forward to it yeah i mean you feel a lot better after three points in the league don't you yeah it was a good performance obviously we'll talk about it but
1: the final whistle i was so happy because you could just tell all the effort and so on they put into the, the the result so yeah it makes the weekend a lot better for sure
0: it does it? does. I actually didn't see the uh, the final whistle and not be like I-, I left early, but like on 93 because it wasn't because I wanted to go, but I was really struggling to watch it. Like, my nerves were that bad, yeah. It was bad to be fair, yeah. Uh, but it's, that's what happens when you're down, down amongst it. Because I, I always say when we do to away days and like they put the um, the board up, I always put a timer on my phone and I'm just watching the time. Think, oh my god, <laughs> like I just can't deal with it, I just can't deal with it. But we're not alone today, of course. We're so joined by Jord, How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I thought you were wearing a gilet then. Looks like it. Is it... I, sp- I suppose
2: it is actually a little bit, yeah. It's a bit of a sport is it? in oh, yeah, yeah,
0: it a body warmer.
2: Body warmer body thing, warmer. yeah. So, uh, yeah, Christmas present. So, uh, good one yeah, for no, the gym, to be always. fair. So, it's nice to uh, have on. And because my missus is, is out. <laughs> I do <laughs> is still in the office. She's the only person with the access to the nest and it's absolutely fucking freezing. So, <laughs> get another day yeah. on.
0: But yeah, who, who bought you the jacket? Well, the whatever the body one, um, actually,
2: my, my mother and my father. So it's a, a present off me, my mom and my pa. So happy, they did happy well with it. Did they, did
0: they listen to the podcast?
2: Um, well, my dad's a Liverpool fan. Um, oh, mom, my. yeah, my Just mom's like not, son. So... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, no, so um, they do listen to clips, they look they like us on a they like us on a Sky Sports. And uh, oh, okay, my mom, my mom actually did say she likes the blonde haired one. When she's listened on her YouTube, says he talks very well. So there you go. She really? must be watching the old stuff yeah, we were on there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. honestly, yeah. She goes, Oh, the blonde yeah. ones, very professional. I was like, Yeah, there you go. I'll oh, tell normal you. normally
0: tell you. Horrendous judge of character, young of mother. <laughs> <laughs> it could be so, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> truth. Oh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. We've got uh, a, a lot to go through this week. It always seems at the minute like, there's like double game weeks. Now we've got another one coming up this week, but we'll be looking back at Forest versus Wolves and the Carabao Cup. Uh, looking back at Wolves versus West Ham, previewing Wolves-Liverpool and Man City versus Wolves and, of course, taking your questions. But, Dave, cast your mind back to last Wednesday night, it feels like a lifetime ago. Carabao Cup quarter final at Nottingham Forest, started the game, five at the back, you couldn't believe it, could you? No, I, I was I was upset
1: with that, I don't really understand. He was, he was fuming. <laughs> I don't really understand why he went through it. Um saw the team come out and I just thought and assumed that it would be the same setup that we saw at Liverpool because I think you could have played Johnny at left-back, Semedo at right-back and then obviously Aitnori further forward but I really don't understand what we tried to do whether Lopetegui just wanted to sort of make sure we got into half-time at nil-nil or just try and keep us pretty solid at the back but it just didn't allow us to have much of the ball and much going forward at all Um, I know George sort of said last week how poor Forest were. And again, I don't mean they were very good last week, to be honest, uh, but we weren't either. And that's that was the disappointing thing. I really think if, if we went with four at the back from the off, um, you know, we would have had a better chance of scoring a little bit sooner. You know, you saw their goal. I think their best threat was from those set pieces. Um, and yeah, I was disappointed with that. Should have scored in the first half. Jimenez had a, a, a fantastic opportunity he should have put in the back of the net. Um, But second half, we were much better than them. And when it goes down to penalties, it's just a pure lottery. But, you know, Dean Henderson's a pretty decent penalty stopper. And I can't remember many times, us, you know, we we don't have many penalty shootouts, but I think, you know, we probably lose more than we win. Um, So, yeah, I knew as soon as it went to penalties, when you're away from home as well, it's always going to be difficult.
0: It is. I know they played the fight with the back, but I thought Johnny actually did all right in that. In that five, he was probably the best one out, out, out of the bunch. It was. I,
1: I, I think the players played okay in the back five. It just didn't do do as much favours in terms of playing, you know, and trying to play our game, keep a little bit more of the ball. Because every time Matino got the ball and looked forward, there was there was nobody with him, so he almost had to. Turn, he was just going backwards all the time. So I just think it just restricted us a little bit in that first
0: forty-five. Definitely, Jordan did you see the game? You went as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I was there. So it was. Um, I, I was sad. I, I looked at the team, and I, was, I think we've even said like, Aitner, eight, he's playing left wing, or from the, the lineup. And then see, it's going to like a five at the back, and sort of invite pressure on against them. And again, I thought they were really poor again against. us. like they had that little spell where where they eventually scored from Bolly. They almost had like it felt like four or five corners in a row. Ultimately, didn't it? That just kept going from one side to the other, and then. Mm end up scoring off it. And you know what? We had ourselves to blame. I thought that I felt first 25 minutes was probably as bad as I've seen us play all season, you know? Yeah. Like, we couldn't pass wind. Like, Dave made the point there about Matinho kept them turned back. Like, we just seemed to get trapped in. Totti Gomez was a nervous wreck on the ball. And we just couldn't get up the pitch. And, you know, like, as soon as we changed it second half um, and we maxed them 4-3-3, we were the better, by far the better team. And... Even in that first half, like I say, we were that, I thought we were really bad. But, I mean, Jimenez misses a golden opportunity. And Henderson makes a, a cracking save off Wang as well, which, to be fair, we could have gone into the you know, half-time 2-1 up and we didn't really do anything right. Um, and, yeah, when you get down to penalties, it's complete lottery. And Dean Henderson has got a good profile when it comes to that. And I was the same. I wasn't very confident. Um, I felt when that, when Forrest missed the first one, the big turning point in a penalty shootout is just take that advantage. As soon as Neves missed... My heart sunk a little bit. I just thought, you know what, that you've got that's where you capitalise. And yeah, as soon as you're chasing and the penalty shootout, you almost feel like you know, one mistake and you're out, and that's what happened with Cundals at the end.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, if, especially when you're taking the, the, the second kick in order, like you've got to make sure that you you you, you press on, don't you, especially if they miss one. But Dave, let's talk about the goal that Wolves conceded. It was Willie Bolly, former Wolves player, who uh, who scored it. Very very scrappy goal to concede, wasn't it? And just, uh, just a just a note as well on, on Bolly, when he was substituted he didn't he doesn't celebrate the goal, which is fair enough. Uh, and, and when he was substituted, he, he clapped the Wolves fans, but he got a standing ovation, which I really don't understand because you know the the, the he, he failed to turn up for a match day um, in his last in his last week at Wolves, which for me is um, is is just not something you do in any football club, especially a football club that's paying your wages. Who was you know. Has, has, has really helped him with, with, with his career, really, because he was, you know, he couldn't really get a kick for Porto before he did well at Braga. But you know, Wolves have put him on that platform. So dis- disappointed the way it ended. But talk about the goal and, and your thoughts on that as well, Dave. Yeah, I will quickly go back to the penalty shootout as well. I think George said Kundal took the last one. By the way, mm.
1: just I'm sure somebody will pull him up on that. So yeah, yeah. Hodge, Thank you, Houdinio. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and uh, his Instagram comments which we won't speak about after the game as well. Um no yeah the, the corner was disappointing. Um I think it was like I said, I think it was their best threat as well, really in and Gibbs White taken him by by the away fans as well, who got a little bit of stick straight away and then turned to the Forest fans to get a standing ovation. Um yeah, I think, you know, the first ball was was dealt with, but then it, we just seemed to freeze and it was dead easy for Willie Bolly just to get into the right place to put it in the back of the net. Um, so that was frustrating. I think it's always frustrating when you can see from set pieces, especially in our case where we're not scoring many directly from uh, corners and free kicks so much at the minute. Um, but yeah, the Bolly thing, I know you put a few tweets out about it as well. I do agree. I, you know, I, I'm... Uh, I appreciate everything that he did for the club. He was a massive part of our growth mm. back into the Premier League and, and into the Europa League. But I think um, what he did was a little bit of a middle finger to to the club. Um, and I a lot of people are blaming Bruno Lars for that situation and what happened. But I, I wouldn't have given, you know, I think we both just stood there. and
0: just Yeah, you don't it, have so to boo, do you? Just, you just, yeah.
1: But yeah, I was surprised that he got that sort of applause from from the away fans, as loud as it was anyway.
0: Too nice a slot, too nice. And then you've oh. got, you know, Gibbs White who um you know obviously didn't want to stay at the club but didn't really kick up a fuss who then gets dogs abuse. I'm sure we'll I'm sure I'm sure we'll come on to that. But we, we were looking when the when the, the, the corner was lined up though, Dave and we were saying, Oh, like, we, we're such a small side. There was only in that starting eleven, there was only Jimenez and Kilman over six foot really, because I think Totti's about six isn't he maybe 6-1 at a push. Which one, I think, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's a, it was a real mismatch and I think that's happened quite a bit this season. I think we, you know, Jord will be happy to hear we miss Collins in there who, who's been, he's been very good the, the the last few games. But, um second half, we saw Neves, Neves come on, uh, we saw Cunha come on and that goal was an extremely well-worked goal, wasn't it, Jord?
2: Yeah, it reminded me back of the Championship days under Nuno and that wasn't because of Nuno's fluid football. It was just the fact that we were that much better than some of the opposition. We should just used to carve through them like butter. Mm. And that goal was, like I said, that's as good as you see. Like if, if if Liverpool or Man City score that goal, people are going wax Liverpool about how, you know, moving through the lines, progressing through it. Nuno's driving with the ball. Cunha, you know, running onto the ball and put an unbelievable cross in and yeah, Nuno can't miss. And, that's what that's been part of the problem a lot of times, and there's, there's elements that in the West Ham game still, which again we'll get onto, where they're putting the ball in the box and like no one's on the end of them, and the fact of having actually two players up there, I think it does actually benefit us a little bit because you know you actually got someone to aim for, and Jimenez was in the right space, right place at the right time, and I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't think he had a very good game whatsoever no, against Forest at all, and then he scored his goal. And we brought him off, and I'm thinking this looks like it's Peter out to penalties, and that's the one thing you, you can say he definitely hasn't lost his penalty taking ability. Yeah, and it yeah. sort of just shoots you in the foot. And yeah, he would have been taking that fifth penalty if it wasn't for um, you know if he was on the pitch, it wouldn't be um, Hodge. And I will He'd not probably take, take the
0: first time, one, wouldn't he? He took the first one, I'd imagine. Then Neves yeah, it would have taken. He would have taken
1: Hodge out of the five though, wouldn't it for sure?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah they got one or five, wouldn't they? And. um yeah, it yeah, it was one of those things. I, I think we were a much better team when you've almost got two focal points up there under this system with Lopetegui, um, and I want to see more of it. But like I say, second half we we had enough chances in that second half and enough of the ball and enough possession in that second half to kill Forest off, and we just sadly didn't, unfortunately. Mm. And I still think we play that game ten times, we we win at least eight of them. I really do.
0: That was the issue. Like the only way we were going to lose that game was for our own sloppiness. Unfortunately, that that's what it cost us. I know, you know, in the the game itself was a one-one, but obviously it goes to penalties, and then it's then it's a lottery. But perhaps Wolves could have had the opportunity to to make it two-one with Dave. Looks like a clear penalty.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, frustrated, and it was just you know, obviously after the Liverpool game in the FA Cup and then that as well. I think Graham uh, Scott had very little control over the game. Um, and it was, it was a penalty seen the clips back, the fact that, you know, his boots ripped and on the floor as well. Um, and then it was from there really where the tensions, you know, and the tempers, you know, flared up really because he, if he got control of that situation straight away, there wouldn't have been that sort of aftermath. Um, so it was it was frustrating that that was given, and then obviously Neves's comments uh, that came out the following day, I think through Express and Star as well, says it all. Where you know Neves got booked for a challenge on Serge Aurier, which I thought was harsh, the booking. Yeah, he
0: didn't even. And then pick him.
1: there was genuinely an identical one on the other end of the pitch, two or three minutes later, and and the referee said nothing. So um, they they don't they didn't want to take any control. He didn't want to take any control or authority on that game, but it looked like a penalty to me, um, and that's where. I'm still surprised. I don't understand why the Carabao Cup doesn't have VAR, especially when it's in, you know, Premier League stadiums.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a clear penalty. And the fact that Neves has said that there's different almost, um, I can't remember the word he used, but anywhere else on the pitch, that would be a foul. But there's kind of different laws in, in the penalty area, which is absolutely ridiculous when you think of it, isn't it? Like, uh, surely uh, we, we all know that. But for a referee to come out and say that, I think he's. I think. I think he's ridiculous. But unfortunately, he went out on, on penalties. I think you know Neves' penalty was, was was pretty poor. I don't know what you guys think, but you know Dean Henderson's a very good keeper from penalties, uh, especially. So, um, but it was it was made uh, that that needle was was increased a little bit during that shootout when Gibbs White had um, had done the the celebration with putting his fingers in his ears to the Wolves fans. I don't particularly mind it because he's. He, he got dogs abuse all game, and I think if you give it out, you you, you you should be able to take it. But I don't know what you lads think of it.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I didn't I didn't necessarily mind it myself. I think, like I say, you got to if you give it, you've got to be able to take it. My mm-hmm. my my problem with it is when Cunha does it back, like Gibbs White's like pretty much like storming up to him as he's walking back to the halfway line, trying to have a, a punch up with him, and I'm like, mm. mate, you, you ain't going to do anything, you are fucking. Road boy from Stafford, and he taken on a, blo- a bloke from Brazil in the favelas. He'd absolutely fucking <laughs> chop you up. He would like I don't I don't understand it. Like he was like basically going, "Come on then!" And then hiding behind fucking Joe Warrell, like six foot. You know, like it's just embarrassing. Like just own, own your shit. If you got if you think you're hard, fucking do something about it. Like deck him. Don't like start giving all this bollocks. Mm. And then that's the thing that annoyed me. And I don't necessarily mind the thing at the end of the game either. What he did because. It's one of those things. Like, I'll be honest with you. I know we got knocked out, and the result was disappointing. I actually enjoyed being at the ground because I think the atmospheres at football have been really shit for since It was, COVID it was class at Forest. It was good. It was really, really good. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think. I think it went over. The, I think it balled over, and it probably went too far. But I don't necessarily mind it. But I think that my problem, with it, like I say, if gives what like, you know, if you're going to give it back, like you've got to be able to attack. Like, it just has got to go both ways and. That's the thing that annoys me. And you know what? He he thinks he's got one up on us now and that that's fine, but you know, he's got the ego of a forty five million pound player, but we all know that ain't the truth. And if Forrest yeah. keep winning games, they're gonna give us forty five million quid, so we can keep going.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he had a poor game, to be honest. I thought he was he he, he was pretty anonymous. He was. He was Tell it was a
1: shit penalty, that's the frustrating thing. I think so I should have saved it, but <laughs> absolutely uh, he was- it was very, it, it was brave of him to do the celebration because if they went on to lose that penalty shoot, he would have looked like an absolute clown. But, you know, the, again, the first thing they thought of when the final whistle went is he, for him to come straight back up to the Wolves fans again. So, you know, rent free. I'm just I, hoping that at the end of the season we can we can use that image.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he it's, it's, it was over-exuberant, I think, in the end. He was a little bit daft. It's a little bit daft as well when you still live in the surrounding areas. Cause you know you know some people are like they'll they'll remember this and used to come and I'll probably go into a booze room seen there and think, right, now's my opportunity. But well, how many ex-players have come back to Molyneux and maybe had a, a boo booed
1: or whatever and, and just ignored it? And mm. and that's it. Like, you know, I remember, you know, there's different players, different situations, but he's almost just you know, we could have he could have had a couple of booze and then we forget about it. But he's just lost. Wolves fans have lost all respect for him now completely. Uh, you know, he just dug himself a, an even bigger hole um, that that didn't really need to be there because there would have still been a large. You know, even myself, there was there was a large part of me that still respected him as a footballer um, and what he did for it during his time at Wolves. But now nah, it, it's all gone out the window for a lot of people now. I think.
0: Yeah, it's, I just don't think he's helped. And I understand, like, we don't know what he's been subject to whilst at Wolves. I know that he's, he's missed. He's had quite a lot of abuse. And there's, you know, there's unconfirmed reports that a particular member of his family, Wolves fans will know very, very well, was involved in the melee on the pitch too, um, which obviously we, we, we can't confirm. But, you know, his family have had it have had it quite bad. We were involved. Well, we're not involved, but we were... Um, we were uh, kind of in and around an incident, weren't we, Dave, at the end of Leeds game where his father was squaring up to people. We don't know yeah. what was said, so we, we, you know, we're we know not picking sides. But again, it was, you know, that family obviously feel a little bit of disdain towards Wolves, and I think I think that's fair enough if they've been subject to that stuff. But like you said, Dave, he could have just got his head down and, and, and left it, but it was a, a little bit too over-exuberant. But out of the quarterfinals is it at the Carabao Cup, is it, a, is it a blessing in disguise, lads, or did you want to try and go all the way?
2: I wanted to go all the way, the fact we got there. Like, we got that
0: far. Southampton and in the next round as well. Yeah, That's the well. problem, that was, was,
2: was yeah. Yeah, yeah. we sorry, I was gonna say, like, we're in the ground and like news were coming that Southampton are beating Man City. And I know the draw didn't work out that you know Forests have got Southampton, but you're thinking, God, if you if we we win this game and you get Southampton, two two games versus Southampton for a Wembley final, you take it every day of the week and mm-hmm. You know, is it a winnable competition? You never know, dear. I think, like I think we said on the last pod, it's going to be tough to beat Newcastle or Man United or City at the moment over two legs. But you know, I'd rather have that chance than not. Um, and I think it would give Man United a better game over two legs in Forestville. And maybe that's mm. me being a bit salty, but I generally think that that is the
0: case. Oh, the positive Tom, I'm looking at is Forest might get to the final, but that's another three games for them. They're, they're in and around us, aren't they? might uh add to their congested fixture list but it's a disappointing one in the end but you know I, I would I would I would rather have won on Saturday than won on Wednesday if I had to pick one I don't know how you boys would have felt about that
1: yeah 100% yeah you want you
0: want the points in the league especially
1: in the, the position that we're in and especially obviously against West Ham United as well so yeah if you, you know, like I said in the last week on the priority list the Liverpool FA Cup third round game I know we came so close to winning it and should have won it that was last on the priority. Um, and obviously the Premier League and Carabao Cup games were, were, were up there. But yeah, to get the three points obviously on Saturday was massive.
0: Let's move on to that then. Well, nicely segued, Dave. West Ham United on Saturday, who were struggling themselves. There's a lot of um um lot of chance from and a lot of noise from the West Ham fans who want David Moyes gone, which again I think is, is understandable. They've got you know they've they've got a they've got a really good squad and you know they they're they're in and amongst it. After a, a good season last year, but Dave, this is a massive three points, wasn't it? It's huge.
1: Yeah, and I, like I sort of said right at the start of the podcast, when that final whistle went, um, I was at, I was so so happy with how they'd played and the work uh, and the effort that they'd put in because it actually showed on Saturday for the first time in a long time. It looked like you had eleven players plus your subs that actually wanted to play for Wolverhampton Wanderers, and we hadn't we hadn't seen that properly for a long time. Um, I don't know players such as Guedes, which I'm sure we'll talk about. You know, they weren't involved in the squad. You know, and and Lopetegui said that was the tactical reasons. But is it because the eleven players that started and the nine players or however many were on the bench actually, you know, have put in their effort and want to play for this football club? Um, I think the big bonus, you know, I think again for the first time in a while, the squad depth is looking really, really good, and that's even with injuries that we've got at the moment. Um. The fact that we were able to, you know, bring off Martino and bring on someone like Mario Lamina that just, you know, really solidified our, that midfield three uh, was really, really good. But yeah, I, I think we deserved the win. Across the 90 minutes, I thought we were the much better team.
0: Yeah, George, massive three points, wasn't it? Did uh, What did you think of the game? If you, I know you, you, you couldn't make it, but have you, have you watched it back and... Yeah,
2: I I've, I've watched it. Took uh, it all in. Yeah, took it all in and... Uh, it's a good performance, isn't it? And I think we—it's what you want to see. Like I say, all of a sudden, this team looks so much different. Whether it's the fitness levels, endeavour, effort—like you can get behind this team again—and it almost feels—I've seen a few people say on Twitter—feels like the project's back a little bit. And I think it yeah. really does. Like it's, exci- it's exciting. Like I do really think that Thoresen have to double down with their investment with the, the chance of us going down because it's shit or bust a little bit. But you know what? They put the money where the mouth is. We've got, obviously we've got Labina in, um, Cunha's come in. We've got well, Sarabi's been agreed. Um, I think the guy from Brazil. Well, I think it's. it's I Go. Yeah. I know there's rumors it might be off, but I don't. You know, I think it's just you know rubbish at this point. Um, you know you can. Bat, you really feel like there's a good vibe around the club again at the moment, and it's you know what, it's, it's great. Like this, you know, so been so flat and turgid pretty much all through Bruno's tenure. I want to say. Mm-hmm. The back part of Nuno's tenure, and um, yeah, it feels like it's getting back to where it needs to be. And um yeah, you know, I'm buzzing. I think it's a, a team we can get behind, and you know, onwards and upwards now for me. Stop looking
0: behind and just climb the table. Dave, you mentioned there about leaving Gedge out and and Lopetegui saying it's for tactical reasons. That's essentially him saying he's he's been dropped, isn't it? And then you look at the the bench yeah. and you look at some of the, the younger players we use you'd still think that you know a player of gedges um quality that we've seen not not so much at Wolves uh, over uh, other clubs that he would at least have a space on the bench you think he's sending a a message to him individually or on, the, on the rest of the squad either you know book your ideas up or you've been bummed out
1: i think a bit of both I and mean, it's almost a little bit of the let's say like the ten Hag treatment you know he's came came into Manchester United and did the same thing and obviously I know Consola Gedge isn't on the same level as someone like Ronaldo but you know it's 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 going to be Lopetegui's way from now on and you know when you're in the position that Wolves are in you need players that want you know want to play good football and want to give 100% for the club and I think it's been obvious since the first day that Gedge came in that he doesn't necessarily want to do that um I don't know what it is could he be homesick could he be struggling to adapt to you know a new league um but yeah, I think on on Saturday, I think that's pretty uh, obvious that Lopetegui's sort of <laughs> made made him available to possibly go back back to Spain because no disrespect to some of the younger players on there, but a player that you're probably playing what 60, 70 grand a week for engage should should be should be on your bench.
0: Mm. We've got questions on him later. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's come out this week about him being touted around other clubs, which is is a shame for me. I... You know, he spent he spent a lot of money on him, wanting to work. And I don't think he's really been played in his best position, which is just off the striker rather than out wide. But we'll 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 chat about that later. But uh, Kunya came in from the start. George, were you impressed with his performance? I know he didn't last the full game, still trying to get back up to speed. But I think Klappertiger was looking for a little bit more fluidity across that three, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, and he's he's like the energy as a buddy, innit? He? Like he's yeah. got so much energy and effort and. I was sort of when um, I had a few friends message me before we signed him, and the little I knew of him before we got him, I said he's very similar to sort of like Firmino, like very sort of like a pressing forward. He might not get you 20 goals a season, but he's going to do a lot of good work for you. I, I don't think he's a number nine. I don't think he's, a, I know it's a cliche, a natural goal scorer. Yeah. But he's going to harass Harry. He's going to do a lot of things that Jimenez and Costa have been up to doing for Walls, which is. A bit of movement, a bit of pace, and you know what? It's it's good to actually see wolf strikers making defenders turn the other way for a change, rather than them being played in front of them. So, I thought he had a good a good cameo again, a good performance, and that ball he put in the box in the first half with his left foot, probably about Makes the forty so. second minute mark. Scream for someone to be on the end of it, and if you do play two strikers up there, I'm I'm sure Jimenez would be on the other end of it to tap it in if you do that moving forward. Um, so, yeah, I'm really impressed with him. Like He's infectious. I think he's a bit of a cult hero already. He's already got under Morgan, Gibbs white skin. Um, yeah, I, I I just think he's going to be a fan favourite. Mm. I'm all for it, to be honest with you.
0: I remember when they were signing for Wolves, and I think they might have had they had someone on TalkSport talking about him, and they said in terms of a character, a work he's nuts off, the fans will love him. The manager may not love him as much because apparently he's quite outspoken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you can see it already, he, he, he loves it and it's you know, exactly what you want to see the body triggered the permanent transfer on him no longer on loan but now signed for well, our record signing now isn't he So, um, yeah. but the, the, the goal Dave came from um, a turnover in possession, in transition a counter-attack uh, and I still think that's the best way we've got a beating teams we watched the, the Forest game and we watched the West Ham game and I think that we don't really have the ability, or not at the minute, whether that's tactical now or individuals to to play through teams and to carve them open because West Ham made it really difficult. They just they just flooded the the, the, the middle of the pitch and we found it really hard to try and play through that. Whereas we caught them in possession and, and broke and we scored. And I think that's how probably most of the goals are going to come. I don't know how you feel about that.
1: Yeah, with that with that eleven as well, without a proper let's say proper number nine. That's how Wolves are going to score goals. And I think that's how Lopetegui, you know, tended to set Severe. um, Was it Severe? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Severe, yeah. How he tended to to set Severe quite often um, was on those counter-attacks. But I think... Yeah, it was a you know, just before I think we had Jose Sarmak, that little error as well with the distribution, where I think he passed it straight to the West Ham forward and we got away with it. But the counter attack was fantastic, and obviously it was started pretty much by Semedo, who I thought had a phenomenal game. one of best the best, game in a best games in a wall shirt, yeah. Um. Playing it to Nunez, who, again, I thought was great. And then, you know, quite fortunate with the way it came back out to Pedence. But you can't take any, anything away from the finish as well. But it was the first little opening that we had and really took advantage of. But it was a really well-worked goal. Good counter-attack. Yeah.
0: You, they did get a little bit fortunate with uh, we, we coming back to Pedence. But, Jordan, it's, it's a cracking finish, especially first time. We've seen, we've seen many a Wolves player try that and it's ended up on the ring road.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's technique, isn't it? And, like, yeah. I don't think anyone could ever... When it comes to Bedenz, I think people get frustrated with, with the flicks and stuff that don't come off, myself included. But mm-hmm. technically, he's probably, he's arguably our best player, technically. Yeah. Um, or at least definitely in the top three. And that's just all technique, that is. He's just hit the ball through the laces, kept it down, low and hard. And Fabiancy's never going to save that. And yeah, you can say it's a little bit fortunate how it, sat up, you know, how it sort of broke to him a little bit, but we deserve that little bit of luck, I think. And... Um, yeah, like you say, Matt, we've been so accustomed to seeing that end up in the Graham U stand from that from the South Bank that it's yeah. like it's nice to see one at the back of the net. And yeah. yeah, like I say, it was just nice to come off, you know, it was we were fully justified going in the lead at that point in the game. Like I say, fully justified the three points and yeah, I I, I would have liked to have seen this go on to score a couple more, but you know what, the three points is more important than you know. Getting
0: three, four goals. If, if Come on, man. steady on. Goodell, <laughs> 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 turn the corner. Did go in? Oh, He's hard to please. Uh, it it definitely makes up Dave though for the uh, the dumb he did in the first half, where he had a good oh, chance man. to it on the edge of the box, and there was no one, there was no one beyond him, unless it, like a West Ham player gave him a shout. But in the north bank, where it was, people were going mad at him because that he, that sums up Pedenza, doesn't it? Like you know, the, the, what the, what do I always say? He does he does the, the really the hard, hard things. things well. but yeah. yeah. And the, Simple
1: things not so well. Yeah. I I I thought the same. I was just yeah. you know, it was a really Why good build building up to yeah. it. I was just saying, like so yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I what's the clip? Was it um it's Harry Harry Arter, isn't it? When is yeah, it? Yeah, whens it is. Yeah. Is Shalber. Shalber. Yeah. Shalber just, like turns
0: around leave yellow
1: <a> card, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's bad,
1: it yeah. But um, yeah, that was frustrating, but yeah, again, he he does that quite often, doesn't he? One one poor piece of play like that, but then he'll make up for it with a goal. He just needs to unblock me now. Because well, to be fair, I'll say that since he's blocked me, he's been unbelievable. So yeah. <laughs> I'm blocked off Twitter anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right now, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, still haven't got your account back yet. Have you Dave? No,
1: no, not that.
0: I, not that I mentioned it or anything. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep everyone updated please um, yeah that, that's that's the frustration it presents but it's 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 a fantastic um, it's a fantastic goal Lamina came on halfway through the second half I believe which gave gave Wolves a lot more energy and like like you like said I can't remember if it was George or Dave who said it just but to be able to bring a player of Lamina's quality and experience off the bench George is um, it, it it helps us see see us over the line, but also for me, he can make a real impact from the start. So I think he's, I've always liked him personally. He's, he's just a for me, he's a nice footballer to watch. Yeah,
2: hundred yeah, percent. you know, I know we were after him when he was at Southampton, I believe, and yeah. then went Fulham. Had him, Fulham had him on loan, didn't they? I think, or did they buy him? And then he went. to... I can't remember, but I know we've been after him for a number of years. I don't even think they said that on his interview. And Matt Hobbs did, didn't they? The club had been after him for about four years now. And the, the chappy that um, Lopetegui was out, you know, he's on the profile player that he wants. I mean, for me, I, I've, I, for a few years, I stuck up for Dendonca when he's come on for his cameos and said, oh, well, you know, he didn't really get, a, he didn't really get a settled start in the in the in the team. It's quite hard to come off the pitch, coming on the pitch cold and all that sort of stuff. And then Lemina probably did more in his cameo than Dendonca does ever did on the Wolves show when he's come off the bench in terms of breaking up play, getting around mm-hmm. the pitch. That tackle he made on a uh, Piquetta. Was, you know Pacata was back-a-tar. Uh, unbelievable and mm. you know broke up the play and we, we go and we and we break and I think it can be a real asset and it's so nice like you said we've already touched on it actually a Wolves team to have depth on the bench like you look at the, you look at the bench there's actually people you can bring on and usually the level drops because the quality's not there we've been stuck to having the same sort of 11 to 14 players mm. core players for a number of years I think we're going to have so many options come the end of this window and um Sort of, yeah, it's just great to see. Like I say, you, you almost want these people that can come on and offer you something different. And Lamina gives you something different. He's got legs, he's got energy. He breaks up the play well. And, I'd uh, say
0: dynamic. Dynamic
2: is <laughs> <can> probably the <laughs> word you could use, yeah. Yeah, but it, like, it like, genuinely is
0: <laughs> <he's laughs> dynamic, though. And, like, Lunes is exactly the same. Moutinho, Neves, not so much. Traore as well. Like, it's just... These are the players that we've almost been, like, crying out for, for, like, four years. And now we've got like three of them. <laughs> we've got too many of them. I don't know where they're all going to fit in, which is a question that's uh, been asked, which we'll, we'll come on to. But, uh, chaps, do you think we can we can kick on from here? I know that we'll. We, I don't even want to discuss the goal that was disallowed, which you know, if that was an Anfield, it may have uh, may have been given as we as we've seen.
1: Um, I, I. To be fair, I from where I was in the ground I thought he looked well off anyway so I just didn't I looked straight at the line I saw his flag up and then I I just didn't celebrate but I I can't say anything away from the finish finish, again. it was similar to the Jimenez finish against West Ham a few years ago when he was over Fabianski as well Um, but then I've seen the angles the angles are dead tight as well I think he's really unlucky and it came from what I remember the West Ham player headed it back towards him so um, I think he was really unlucky with that to be fair but I don't know, maybe you know. And again, I thought his cameo was pretty, uh, pretty decent on on Saturday. I, I'm not expecting Jimenez to be playing 90 minutes and still be the player that he was, but it's just encouraging. I think you know he got that goal against Forest. Hopefully, it can give him a bit of a of, of a kick up the backside and be the player that we're hoping he is. And I, I, I think if you start him against Liverpool in the replay, maybe with Pudence or Cunha behind him, it would be interesting to see how he plays.
0: Definitely. That's us we can kick on from here, though, because this is this is a huge win and it's dragged West Ham more so into the into the shit. So it can all change, though, can't it? That's the thing we can't try, try not to get too ahead of ourselves because you know we've got Man City on Sunday. Who I think you know are have faltered a, a, a little bit, um, you know. But you know, if, if, if a couple of the teams win around us again, we'll be straight back into it. So who knows? But it wasn't the only positive of the weekend, was it, Dave? Because Uh, The BetMate pot was uh, free to enter pot, so thanks to those who all entered that pot. And uh, Ben Curtis came top and won £30 in free bets. And then a little known quantity in Talking Wolves, Matt, who came second and won £20 in free bets. But that's not only it, Dave came fourth and won £15 in in, in free bets, Dave. What a massive day for Talking Wolves. You know what? I I clocked it
1: when the game uh, finished. I was like, "Oh my god, I finished third in the Talking Walls." I was like, "Oh no, it's three bits."
0: <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, <laughs> but
1: it's, it's better than nothing, obviously. So yeah, it was nice. You know, we had a decent. At least, you know, we we'd gone up against the Hammers chat, the West Ham channel. So. Mm. Um, I'm assuming the guy at the top was a Wolves fan as well. So, we had a pretty yeah. much all Wolves
0: top three. So, yeah. I days. think Shiv she was in there as well, isn't yeah, no it? Shiv, yeah. In a top four or five who took home a bit of money. To but... be fair,
1: I, I used one of the £5 free bets on, I think, the Tottenham Arsenal game. And I would about £4 something of real money. So, not a
0: bad return. Yeah, I, I had a go midweek. I think it was a Newcastle game and I was so close. But I mean, it's like it gets the last five minutes and all of a sudden like everything just changes and then before you well, know you clean know, you...
1: And stuff because your yeah. clean sheet points come in quite early don't they and like I always like even like five minutes ago I'm like no nah, that's not it but then I think if the midfielder here really gets a couple of tackles like it just mm. changes the leaderboard completely so yeah mm. no, decent decent returns
0: Huge day for Wolves and an even bigger day for Talking Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> right then, chaps, it's coming thick and fast. We've got another game back at Molineux against Liverpool in the re- the the, um, the replay of the FA Cup. Which, if you're listening to it, is tonight. If you were listening to it on Tuesday, if not, we obviously it's it, it's already gone. But well, only brush on this because for me, it's, it's anyway for me, it's not as important. But Dave, what do you do here? Play the kids. Is it, is it? Do you want to try and win? Win? Well, obviously you want to try and win the game, but what's the importance? Because the next round is Brighton away, which is probably one of the toughest places to go at the minute. I think you've still got
1: to go for it, and I think, like I said earlier, the squad is is, is got some decent depth at the minute. Um, you could go with a similar team to to what played them at Anfield. To be honest, I think you know, give Lemp if you wanted to give Lembekis another shout. Uh, you know, play Johnny at left back because he didn't get any minutes against West Ham um you know he, he could go with a very very similar team and that still offers you quite an, a bit of rotation um brighton you know are are playing really well but again it's a one-off fixture in a couple of weeks you never know what can happen um so you know, i've i'd go for it you know i, I think we've got every chance i'm not going to be heartbroken if we lose because one it's against liverpool who are you know despite their poor form are a good team and then two we can focus on the league but you know why not you want to you want to go far in these cups um, and you know we're a Premier League team Brighton are a Premier League team I thought we gave him a pretty good game when we played him um, a few or when was it now is it just before the World Cup I thought we gave him a good game then mm. so yeah who
0: knows what about you George how are you approaching this game is there anyone you'd like to see from the uh, from the start who's not necessarily been starting games recently Costa looks like he might be back
2: yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see Koshra and him and there's up there. To be honest with you, tomorrow um, in a bit of a four-four-two. I think, I've, I've Klopp's come out already today, as Neil said, he's going to play the babies, which is what we thought would happen anyway. Um, so, I think semi-strong team. You hope should be enough. Um, I mean, I would like to see. Probably, I don't know. It's quite odd. I think with Dexter as well, he played well at Anfield. I give him another go. I think Dave, like you said, there Johnny left back i be mm. interested to see the two out of three he uses. I reckon Totti will be one with Kilman or, or Colin. Sarkic will probably play in goal. Um, so, yeah, i will be interested to see. The one thing is that anyone that wasn't registered for Wolves before the third, before the, yeah. the game, I can't play. So, people who were expecting to see Lamina, sorry, you're going to be disappointed. Um,
1: Would yeah, be a good game good. for him as well, I think. I guess yeah. the bigger team, see
2: will Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I just think, you know, I think I think we will win tomorrow um, by by default from Liverpool going weak and we'll go semi strong to win it. But like you said, Matt, I think Brighton away at the moment outside probably going to St James's Park is probably not somewhere you want to be going in the (laughs) the form.
1: Not a Sunday lunchtime as well. What's that all about, man? Uh, Is
0: it Sunday lunchtime? Yeah, it's on TV. Yeah, Uh, why is that on telly?
2: Who's asked? It's because of the Liverpool thing, isn't it? It's like Man United on TV against Reading, aren't they? And like, yeah. I think it's just. Well, for it's Liverpool, it's a shit.
1: mission, and for us, it's a mission. Horrific place. But to be, the only good thing is if you're proper up for it, and you do the weekend. But other than that, nah. I've still got flashbacks of that away, that away day. That what was it? The Wednesday night one.
0: Mel on the coach. Just, it's not good, man. <laughs> <laughs> what happened for those who were? Uh... <laughs> just a quick oh, recap for those I,
1: I'm sure I spoke about this on a pod
0: before. yeah we might have new listeners Melly's performer Wolves Wolves legend as he made of himself yeah tatters travel Brighton away last
1: year December 21 actually it would have been December 21 mm. um it was like a Wednesday night it took seven hours to get to Brighton Watched us win one there which is always nice took us a long time to go back, but Mel Eves was on the coach. We had very drunk Wolves fans ask, asking him very suggestive questions. Woke up, at, I fell asleep, woke up at 2am we had to have a service station stop. So I didn't get home until about half three, four, just for, to watch a 90 minute match. And at that point, I was there like, are oh, these away days worth it? <laughs> so yeah, it's been a couple of times even this season where I'd have to almost drive to the place, watch the game and then drive back. But um, yeah, you know we won. So that's all it was. But it's, Memories that last a lifetime, Eves getting asked if he prefers tits or us, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of interest, what did he prefer? He didn't answer, but then he started pulling up his trousers, so I reckon yeah, he's an no, arse he's man, an so, man. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
0: bash. arse <laughs> there, there was a there was a couple of other questions. Give us a sample of what else was asked.
1: Um what his body count was, but said in a much ruder way than that. Um <laughs> did he answer else any else? of these? No, but he was, he was, you know, he was, yeah, he came back. He had some good comebacks to be fair to him, but uh, yeah, I still, I, I could, I could still laugh. If someone like played me a video, of that I would still cry with laughter. Now it was, it was phenomenal.
0: Tatter's travel is funny, though, isn't it? I mean, we've been on a couple of couple there. Their... No, the best, the best thing was sorry, because
1: we were, we got the driver got lost first. I think we somehow ended up by, oh, I don't know what it is, by it near Brighton, is it Gatwick near Brighton? Fairly, Gatwick Airport, yeah, yeah. We ended up by Gatwick Airport as in like one of the entrances and everyone's like, what is going on? So Mel like diverted it and Stuart, the, the woman, steward goes, right, everyone, we've got uh, Mel Eves going to say some a few words. And they're literally so loud. Everyone's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <It>
0: was, thank, <laughs> thank you for that lovely introduction.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable.
0: No. Oh, yeah. Leicester I'm was the, the best, man, wasn't it? Oh, yeah that was because it was the first game of the season weren't it and, and first was just away game, yeah. a bit, yeah. we'd not been to we'd not been to football for like months because of covid and he was uh he was like like Eves, and like everyone was clapping and then like he could even like talking about well the, the first thing he said was it was Bruno Lage's first game and you were uh, I'd love to see I know it's Lage's first game but I'd love to see the fans give Nuno a, you know oh, that was show, it, yeah. show the respect for Nuno today I was like has he passed away <laughs> like it was and i was a bit like that's strange but then obviously he started like talking about when he played and stuff and there was a lot of young lads on there weren't there all drinking um and he proper lost his ragged in his life
1: everyone's just talking like loud you know when someone's like talks too loud down the mic, it's just pure bass it just goes And by my language here he goes shut the fuck up <laughs> like down the mic and everyone's just there like what? Yeah. What just happened? <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's nasty. on for a podcast.
0: <laughs> After that, I'm not sure whether I want him on here, mate. He seems yeah. a right character, yeah. <laughs> and we don't like swearing on this podcast. Um, but let, <laughs> let's let's move on, lads, to the to the to the, the important game on Sunday: Man City versus Wolves. Jordan, I know you don't like the term free hit, but is this a free hit? <laughs> Yeah, if
2: if you're going to use the word term for it, then I'd say yes because you're not expected to get anything, and we're not we're not in their mini league as I'd call it at the moment. Like losing to Man City at the Etihad, if you do lose to Man City at the Etihad, should not really define your season. Um, My my fear about this game is they're not quite like they're not quite clicking at the moment. I think it's a saving grace they've got Spurs on Thursday. I feel like they're just gonna they're just gonna pop, aren't they? Just, someone's gonna get a hiding off them, um, and they never usually do it to us. But I'm I am a bit worried. I won't lie um, about it. Uh, but yeah, I think the way we're going at the moment, we've got to take a lot of confidence from that Anfield performance. Like at the moment, it's starting to feel that little bit under the Nuno walls in first court that we'll take on anyone, give anyone a game and. Hopefully we go there and we give them a game because I think they're gettable at the moment. That they're, they're very shaky. They're not the Man City that we used to see and accustomed to seeing. So if you can make it nervous and don't concede early in the first 15 minutes, I think you can really take the game to them a little bit
0: after that period. Dave, do you agree? Or do you think he's talking nonsense? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's, good, it's <laughs> going to be it's really man. tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Man City, mate. Like, come on. I know what you so, mean about but, the Nuno field, but I don't think we're quite there yet. No, we're
2: not yet yeah, yet. Yeah. No, but it to, that's
0: what I'm trying to say. We are starting yeah. to get there, in my opinion.
1: For me, it's the first big, obviously, the, a massive test for Lopetegui you know, in the league. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how we play. I think the, new, the, the game we beat them at the Etihad, when Adama scored twice, we played really, really deep. But at the same time, Nuno, obviously, we played that five at the back. The two wing-backs were the real surprise there because he had Vinagre and Adama starting as the wing-backs to almost give you that bit more of an outlet. Whereas, I don't really... I am I wouldn't be as confident playing that deep with the back four and the players that we have in that back four at the moment. But I think it's a it's a half-decent time to play him at the minute. I know they're, they're going to try and get a reaction because the last week or so hasn't been great for them. But um, it's, it's not a game you look at on the fixture list saying, yeah, we're going to win that, you know. So, I think it is... Again, people will moan at us for using the term "free hit," but I think it is. And just go out there. Now, if you can get a point out of it, that's a phenomenal result.
0: Dave, I know we moaned about the Forest game approaching it with a five at the back, but was is that something you would deploy against City or or just stick to what we know?
1: Stick to what you know because I think five at the back I didn't enjoy anyway. To be honest, and and I'm Mm. not saying that I'm expecting to go to the Etihad and watch us play, you know, entertaining football, but. Um I think the 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 way Southampton won last week was that they surprised City because they went for it. They got in their faces, you know, and they tried mm. to, you know, tried to attack them, and that's how Southampton won. Um, so I don't I don't think there's any reason why we can't do it. And 4-3-3, I think you play Nunes, and I'd I'd be inclined to maybe look at starting the there because I think that physical presence in the midfield as well could be a, a massive bonus.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that you're right, we were listening to talks what worked me, and that's how so, I think a City fan come on and said fair play to Southampton because you see so many teams just sit off us and they get picked apart but like Southampton took the game to them and and then, and ended up winning it so hopefully we can we can do that but um, let's move on to the the bet mate for this fixture. So the detail, the pot details for this week is uh, the Sunday Prem dub, Double, which includes Manchester City versus Wolves and Leeds versus Brentford. It's £3 in for your chance to win a share of £300. And also, if you sign up using that link in the description down below and use code TW10, you'll receive £10 rather than £5 in free bets once you've played your first paid pot, and that's if you're a new customer. So chaps, do you want to talk us through your teams? I'll start with you first, Dave, if that's okay. Talk us what? through your team and why you think uh, you might finish in the, the the top places for the second week on the bounce. <laughs> I hope so. Um yeah, we've gone
1: we're gone with David Raya in goal, uh Raya, however you pronounce it. I think against uh Leeds, he's got a good chance to keep it a clean sheet, but I think he'll have an still have a decent amount of shots at him. So I think you get those save points as well. Uh back to I've gone with Pinnock of Brentford. Um again clean sheet and he's got a decent average over the last few weeks as well we can sell out at the back with him um again he's been he's been quiet the last few weeks or so and obviously peps <laughs> dropped him a couple of times but we'll have to see if he, he gets a start uh pedent in the mid-arch i just think obviously he's got um a chance to you know he, he's he's hit a nice run of form and i think you know he, he could get involved in a goal against city well, I've got De Bruyne in there as the vice captain and Harland up front as the captain. I think those two just speak for themselves. Um, and I've gone with Ivan Tony up front again. He's come back the last couple of weeks and grabbed a couple of goals. And I think he's, he's probably got another goal in him again against
0: Leeds. No doubt. Ivan Tony will be playing in the bit like pot as well. Jordan, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. talk us through your team, mate. Who have you got involved? I'm just having a quick look at it now and can't see any sky blue shirts in there are you all right
2: yeah no I'm not all right
0: I've I've given my
2: words of wisdom how it's been going so well for me and then I've completely gone against it just because yeah I've got I've got to be different and you know if, if Wolves if Man City don't score a goal I'll be quitting I think um so I've gone with um in goal Raya same as Dave I think you know Brentford could you know I don't think Leeds are very good at the moment Brentford, um in a good shot at getting a clean sheet, and I think he's got a good chance to get some save points. I've gone with Pinnock and me at the back. Ben Mee's been coming up with the odd goal as well recently, so he might be able to get on the end of one. I've gone with Christian Norgaard as vice captain, and I've good got Mateus in. Nunes as, as captain. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Very underrated yeah. um, Danish international. And then I've got Mateus Cunha and Huang Yi Chan up front, purely because I think they're going to do a lot of defending and they might get some tackles and interceptions, not many goals.
0: Love it, man! I love it. Very bold. I'm gonna go Good bold. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned there, Dave, about Cancelo and not being uh, not being in the, the lineup as 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 frequently as he probably liked. He said he's questioning his future. I did see one Wolves fan this week. I can't remember his name saying, wonder if we could tempt uh, Cancelo to move to Molineux. What do you reckon? Any anything in that? If
1: you saw me Zhao Cancelo to Wolves, it will still come with a talking Wolves video from about five years ago where I pretty much <laughs> yeah. made out. Did,
0: season, he turn, so he yeah. turned down Wolves, didn't he? I think he's off. Like, was he like yeah. 35 million, 40 million before he was Imagine. at Inter? I don't know. I don't... I could... Yeah, he's going to like, you know, top, top team, isn't he? So, yeah. He's a leader. Yeah, yeah. he is. I've gone with David Rea in goal and then back to Ben Me and Zhao Cancelo. In my midfield, I've gone with Daniel Pedence, and a vice captain Kevin De Bruyne. And then up top, I've gone with Captain Harland and Ivan Tony. I think you're right there, Dave, about Raya. I think he'll keep a clean sheet, but I think Leeds will still threaten. So that's why I've gone yeah. with that. And I've, I've included Pedence as the solitary Wolves player because I think if anyone is going to try and score a high amount of points, it'll be it'll be Pedence just through. He, he might be able to nick us a goal. That'll be you know he scored three in his last four, hasn't he? Now so. Mm, that's what I'm thinking what
1: George said about the tackles those got me thinking maybe I go with it might be a last minute change possibly Nevers in there maybe even Lamina if he starts yeah Um, I think the chances of you getting a decent tackles over the goal probably a lot higher but yeah
0: and it's that's the beauty of bet, mate. You can change your team up until five minutes before kickoff. So you've got fifty five minutes when the teams are announced to change. And that's probably what I will do. But I think Captain Harland and Vice Captain De Bruyne, if they both play, which we don't know because Pep loves to piss about every selection. Um, you know, that I think I think that speaks for itself. But just a reminder of the pot again, it's three pound in, uh, your chance to win the share of three hundred pounds. That includes Man City versus Wolves and Leeds versus Brentford. And of course, with all of this, please gamble responsibly. Right then, chaps. Moving on to the questions, and I must say, there's been some absolutely fantastic questions being sent in this week on Twitter. So thanks for those to those who have sent them all in. We can't unfortunately get through all of them each week, otherwise we'd probably be here until half eleven at night, and we've all got homes to go to, even jorda's um, So the, the first question, uh, <laughs> the first question is from Pedentive Maradona, which after the first the last four games I tend to agree with, but that's not his question. He said, how much would you want back from Gedge if we were to sell him? And is there a future of him at the club? Rumours report suggest that he's told Wolves that he wants to leave and has told Mendes he wants to go back to Valencia. I know he says he has been offered to Betis, but Dave, how much would you want back? And do you think there's still a future of him at the club? There's a future if he if he wants it. I don't think he's
1: you know intentionally getting frozen out, but you know the the effort is obviously not there. Um, I'd be surprised if he leaves on a permanent this January because I don't, well I'm not sure if he can unless it's back to Valencia anyway. I might be wrong, um, but I think a loan deal. Um, no, he he probably can go somewhere else on, on a permanent. But a loan deal with an option is probably more than likely. Um, I'd be very surprised if a club, especially in Spain, came up with that sort of money mid-season. What what was it? I think it was about twenty-seven million off the top, maybe 27, mayor, like
0: 26, 27 yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't think any, not many teams in Spain are going to be coughing up that money. Like I said, mid-season as well. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think. Um, yeah, I'm like, there's a place there. He just gotta, he's just gotta get his head down and you know work hard. There's obviously you know, it, it's flashbacks to Trinkau because we've seen it at times and you can tell there's a there's a talented player there, but mm. just doesn't look like he's asked. I know he scored
2: last night against yeah, scored last night against Benfica.
0: Yeah, yeah, so, I uh, I think Trinkau potentially shown us more in terms of technique and and uh, and technical ability. But what do you reckon, George? do you reckon there's a, there's a future there for him and um, if he wants to go do, can you see him going
2: I don't know I, I still think there's a player there I'd like
0: to persist with
2: it because again like I, I said about Geds a few weeks ago like some players just don't take it to the Premier League straight away and like I say he saw the best of carry second half last season in, in, in patches and Neto was probably better in second season than it was his first season so I always want to stick with him we've been, after this, we've been after him for four years since we has been in the Premier League like there's a reason why we've been after him, and I do think there's a play there. Granted, I think he needs a rocket up his arse, but at the same time, if he if he's not if he's not invested, if he doesn't want to be here, there's plenty of players at the moment who probably want to come and join us under Lopetegui. So, yeah, no, no hard feelings. See you later.
1: It, it feels a bit like the Catrone situation, doesn't it? You know, he, he came in, doesn't really look bothered, didn't really want to put much effort in. And obviously, almost trying to force a move away after six months because the same sort of thing happened with him, didn't it? So, his career went down the pan very, very
0: quickly, Catroni. So, I think Gedges just got to be a little bit careful. Yeah, he got pulled as well, didn't he, at half time at Forest, which. I beat he... You know. <laughs> <laughs> he was subbed off as well. Yeah, right at <laughs> half time. So, it's, you know, it's that, those kind of things as a, as a player, obviously, you're going to be pissed off, aren't you? But I, I think he deserved to be hooked, if I'm honest. See so yeah, how we didn't use pulled there. Need to grow up. Um Jake Gallica has asked, How do you think Sark has been performing? I feel like last year he would come off his line a bit too much and unnecessarily, but now it's the opposite and barely comes for balls. Thoughts. I think his distribution's been very poor, but I think in terms of his shot stopping looks back to his former best.
1: Yeah, I I I understand where he's coming from with that line one. I I, I dis I disagree. With the majority of it, though, because I think there were there have been instances where he has almost come to the edge of his box. He's played dangerously every now and then. Even against West Ham, there was a couple of times where he knocked the ball past Antonio himself. Um, Distribution has been a big one. Matt. I agree with that. Um, saw it against Forest. Saw it. Um, saw it once or twice against West Ham as well. But I still think he's not afraid to come off his lines. Isn't it a couple of times coming to the edge of the box? Um, what was the, what was the game where we'd was it against was United it? or not Everton when uh, he came out and and just about beat Neil Mopay to the ball didn't he? Um, yeah. You know when we, our own bad back yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was, there's been a couple of times where he has come off his line and been quite brave of it. Um, but I, I think I think the distribution's let him down a little bit. But we are. Since Christmas, being the shot stopper and so on, he's, he's performing slightly better than what we were in the first half of the season. We just one one too many mistakes, I think.
0: I don't think it's a, as much as the quality of the shots, uh, the distribution there, but it's. A, I think it's a decision making with it. He's he seems to be very kind of hesitant when the ball's played at his feet, but and then just taking up too much time on it. And there's been a couple of times where he's nearly been closed down, or he's played it straight to players, or kicked it out for a. I think he kicked out for a corner, didn't he? At Villa. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah, but that was like a the left foot course, though, and it's yeah. his
1: left foot. But right foot, he seems to be all right. Obviously, that is his stronger foot. But you know, long term, if Lopetegui, he's going to want to, and, and I know Bruno Lage tried to sort of implement this system. But if we are going to want to play a lot more out from the back, you're going to need a goalkeeper that's pretty comfortable with both feet. So it'll be interesting to see if that's
0: addressed at all. Really, I wonder whether it's a Portuguese keeper thing because Patricio was the same, wasn't he? He couldn't kick Snarfer, a rope, yeah. Patricio. Mm. He could oh, never yeah. keep the in his <laughs> life. Um, mm. But I don't know. I know, that obviously, there's reports that they want to bring in another keeper. It's not a priority, but someone to challenge, Sar. So that number one spot, which I think... yes um,
1: Patricio won. I don't know if it, it was Europa League. I can't think who it was against. We had won the game. I've got a feeling it was against some... I think it was Torino. And Jimenez did a dreadful throw. I don't know what it was. Left-hand side of the pitch. Mm. And he just launched it back towards uh, Patricio. And their player um had, had, was pressuring him, and obviously Patricio couldn't pick it up, so he went to volley it. I completely missed the volley.
0: And yeah, um, I remember we that. just we just <laughs> got
1: away with it, <laughs> but we were playing so comfortably, and him and I just did this wild throwing straight back to him. Um, but yeah, oh, Patricio, man, he had a few clangers in him as well, didn't he? Like mm. distribution-wise,
0: yeah, definitely. And getting beat at his near post all the time, especially not like mm. his last season. Awful. Um Richard Fletcher has asked, what do you make of the current pre-match build-up-wise? In my opinion, it was amazing a few years ago and really got the crowd going. Nowadays, the music is poor and It doesn't build the crowd up. This has a knock-on effect at the start of the game. It's all a bit flat. And then he replied to his same tweet saying, I understand this is a bit trivial in in, in the grand (laughs) scheme of things. (laughs) I think, Joel, I think Richard might have a point here. Yeah,
2: I think the sound system's... Not great at Molyneux. It sounds like I'm moaning, but I think he has got a point. Now, now we are being trivial about it. Yeah, need upgrade the sound system. It's like on Sunderland till I die in it when they're like <laughs> about playing during <laughs> the <store. laughs> And that chat, that chat just go. The chat goes, but well, it doesn't matter what you play if you don't invest in the PA system. It's just there, just like fucking it now. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I do agree. Obviously, fireworks are banned now because we we don't play very safely with those fireworks. They always end up in the stands instead of in the air. Um, but yeah, we do yeah, I do feel like it, he's missing something. And uh you know what, they should bring back the fucking liquidator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Honestly, I know he I know obviously the club wouldn't do it because I want to go down a different route, but it's an absolute tapping for the club. It is an open
2: to. goal. Yeah, literally, it's just get it going. Absolute tapping. You, I wonder if to folks should
1: have inquired about it since they since they took took over.
2: They must well, have. Isn't they, they. it isn't it like a police order says? Is it yeah, the Western? Yeah, West yeah, West in because Al- Alvin obviously Alvin is obviously West Midlands Police and they play it don't
0: they it's not police it's council I think well
2: there it is right. well, Volvo council sorted out to be fair
1: it's that loud you know sometime years ago it's not half of years from where I live you used to be able to hear the crowd like if it was that loud um, but maybe it's just a sort of an environmental thing where you know, people <laughs> across Whitmarines and town don't want to be hearing the words F off West Brom you know but, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't know if the, if it's just me, but on Saturday we didn't have the flames at the start, unless I'd forgot. Well,
0: they come no, out I to cash know, had... me by Led Zeppelin again as well, didn't they, rather than yeah. um, Cafe Del Mar.
1: Yeah, and they didn't do the half time game. Or did they?
0: Perhaps some money's going on in a new centre forward, which I don't mind. I might I might be maybe, no, I think I the flames were there.
1: Maybe I'll, I might have slipped since then. Maybe I'm wrong. That half time game. I'm still waiting for us to get involved in that, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, if anyone at Wolves is listening.
2: Um, get us involved you've got to sign up
1: at the fan zone yeah. <laughs> no we don't
2: <laughs> we're shut no you're not
0: <laughs> I think he's got a point no it used to be because you used to have Noel Gallagher his flying, high flying birds didn't you with like the little montage and then you used to have uh, the cashmere um, like someone else covered it I think it was Escala and he used to build up nicely yeah. whereas now I know like I like Reaper's tune is it? Is it packed yeah, yeah, I like that, but I'm not quite sure it builds build builds up and it's just a, it's just a bit flat. And obviously you to to high home silver sort of lining, um, and it works, but then that finishes and it's just like it's dead, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, to be fair, I don't,
2: don't know. you don't out you don't out that Kanye West's uh his little rants, is it because they've obviously all been taken off the tracks now. Just, right, it's it's designer panda,
1: in it, now? That's what plays, you
0: Kanye's
2: gone now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh god, yeah. Kanye's rants have um, had a massive effect to the atmosphere at Mon. Sorry, that you're uh, OJ Bailey has asked does Fabio, walk into this team in the summer? Will Sasha work under JLo? Aren't you glad Beal turned us down? Let's let's dissect that, and we'll start with Fabio. Dave, does he walk into the team in the summer? I think I know what your answer is going to be. Getting the squad. I don't think he'll walk in. I don't
1: yeah. think will uh, I don't think he'll walk in. Um, and I think. Costa will probably go in the summer. Jimenez is probably 50-50 at the minute. I, f- I would assume you'd still want to invest in a quality, you know, top, top quality striker. Um, I think, like I said, I think Silva will be in the squad, but I don't think he walks in. Not into the eleven anyway. How
0: about you, Jordan?
2: Same. I think he'd be in the squad. I think he's... I think I could see him and Cunha working really well, to be honest with you. Um like I say, I don't, like Dave said, I don't think Costa will be here. I think Jimenez is still 50-50 to be at the end of January, let alone the end of the season. I I, I think he's at best is here till the end of the year, um, at the end of the season, should I say. So, no, he doesn't walk in. Um, he's having a good season at Antleic all being well and um, a confident Fabio Silva in a, in a system that plays with strengths could be a really good thing.
0: I think he struggled in recent weeks. I know he scored at the, the weekend, I think, or the weekend before, but it was a good goal. But the goals had seemed to have dried up a little bit. But one thing that Andalek fans had said is that he, he works his socks off regardless, which obviously encouraging, but, you know, as as expected. So you've got, you'll have Fabio coming back. You'll have, you'll have Sasha Dave. Do you think yeah. he'll, Sitch could work under Lopetegu? I think he's got the right
1: attitude. Um, I think he'll have the right work. Uh, work ethic to try and get back to full fitness I'd be interested to see you know I, I think it, that's one of those things you're getting back to fitness I don't think we'll see him, uh, see him before the end of the season Um, I've got a feeling Wolves might have to unregister him or Chiquinho as well I think um, I do. yeah but you know give pre-season give him a chance Um, he'll offer the club something completely different that's obviously the reason we signed him in the first place so I think he's got every ch- he deserves every chance to you know to work under Lopetegui um and there ain't going to be much to his value at the minute anyway. So yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how he get it gets on in pre
0: season. Finally, yes, whether we, aren't we all glad that Bill turned us down? I really like Mickey Bill when um as, as a coach, but I think what he's done with QPR he's very disingenuous to yeah. obviously turned down the Wolves job and said he's you now part of the project. I couldn't turn my back, and you know Rangers are one of the biggest clubs in the world in in, in my opinion. I know they don't play in the best of leagues, but in terms of global pull, I'm sure you probably agree, George, they are one of the, the biggest clubs in the world. So, but to go down that route of, you know, I'm loyal to then jump ship, what a month later, I don't yeah, really, yeah. wouldn't really want him as, as uh, in the hot seat at Wolves, really.
2: Nah, no, no, it's one of those things I thought he's a great, fantastic profile manager for us. And, uh, yeah, I think he, I think it all happened with us. He said he was going to stay at QPR. I think he lost to Birmingham on a on a Friday night on Sky and then all of a sudden he was like, Oh, I'm gonna leave it to Rangers now. And he did a, yeah. very much a classic Love Island U turn. I'll drop that in because that's obviously back on the T V tonight. Bash, he got he gone to Casa Amor, he found the Scottish <laughs> birds. And he's going, you know what? I, I was happy, but I could be happier and he went and be, he was happier. So there you go.
0: Walk, walk back down. Yeah, walk back into the in, into the villa with Alfredo Morelos on his <laughs> arm.
1: It's it's doing us a favour though because you know, yeah, I think he would course. have been a good manager. But we're trying to grab some of these and sign some of these players that we already have no yeah. chance. We yeah, end up with a players with him. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I spoke to I spoke to someone about um about the whole bill situation and it 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 made out that you know, he'd not wanted to speak to Walls, but he had he had spoken by all accounts and he had agreed to join Walls. And I think he was allowed to bring two or three members of staff with him. Obviously, J-Lo's brought like 12. Um, But obviously, he's had the big U-turn and made it about him being loyal. So, it seems quite a disingenuous character from the outside. But, of course, I don't know him personally. Josh has asked what's going on with the Joao Gomez saga. Apparently we're supposed to play flying today, but now uh he's not flying until the outcome has been sealed. I've just seen Romano say that he'll be he's announced. Still a insisting. Player.
1: Yeah, he's still insisting he'll sign this week. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. Maybe he he's made probably probably just said that there's still a lot
0: of work to be done.
1: Yeah, I, I think it will happen. I think people are just
0: reading way too far and way too much into it. So mm. yeah. I mean this window has been fantastic so far, so mm-hmm. you know, give, give Wolves the, the, the benefit of the doubt. We've got Sarabia joining probably tomorrow now, uh, which uh, for £4.5 million, pound, I think he's unbelievable business. It's, I know everyone's comparing it to Martino, but he really has got that that feel about it. So I think, Josh, just give him a, a bit of time. There's still, still half of January to go and a, a lot can change. But that, I, uh, that brings me on to another question from Adrian. Uh, he said, split opinions on Dawson's with the group I go to games. If they think he's too old and slow, I think he'll be a decent signing. Your opinions?
2: I think he's a good player, I'm a... personally. But I think, again, I think I might have said it last pod or the pod before, you can't have 11 flamboyant, extravagant players. You, you, know, you almost need cogs in the system to help other people flourish. And the, Craig Dawson will come in, do his job, 6, 7 out of 10 every week, kick the ball, stop the ball, head the ball, no nonsense and he'll just do a job. We need a bit of we need a bit of experience at the back there I say after Lord Connor Cody went to pastures new and uh people still want him back. Um but no, I think Craig Dawson could come in and do a good job for yeah. us. He's a goal threat as well. Often off he, off, is, he loves it.
0: He
2: loves a yeah. goal and um, he's a penalty taker as well. He is. They liked him We could have done yeah. with him last week so yeah, on all, all seriousness, I know he was at the Albion for a few years. I always relatively thought he a solid Premier League player there. And I think he will be for us if we get him in. And for the money, homegrown quota, it's just no-brainer, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, I know he wants to move back home as well, doesn't he? And that was his, his qualms when they turned the move down um, at the start, that the summer window. Because I think, he's, I think so, his family still live... Um, they live in Manchester live, still. Manchester, yeah.
2: Yeah, because he commutes down. And at least from at least we're halfway up, I guess. Yeah, so that makes that's sense. the main reason. I think you still might
0: have um, a house in Walsall as well, or by the training ground where West Brom used to train. Um So, I wonder, we, it, who I wonder who the last player Walls have
1: signed who played for West Brom as well? Ooh, because obviously the Sacco, but he joined West Brom after the Walls.
2: Yeah, Lescott went the
1: other way
0: as well. Yeah, yeah. That so way, but, uh, gone the other way, let us know in the comments down You I'm gonna, go- you can think I'm gonna Google it player. though. Oh come on, Dave! I've got about some that. easy comments here. A bit of UGC. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, Comment it as well,
1: but I'll I'll give you the answer in two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm to
0: think that. No, it's quite a good question. Yeah. I think with Dawson as well, you can see that the kind of profile they're going for in terms of just like big characters and experience, like you both have said. And I think that's why they've been linked with who I don't particularly think think's very good at football, but in terms of leadership qualities, I know that's something that is, is is a real strong point of his. So you can you can see what they're trying to do, aren't aren't they?
2: Yeah, and Lopetegui that played against West Ham and Lopetegui was actually quite, had some positive comments about Dawson after they played mm. in the Europa League last year. So again, it's another one that obviously Lopetegui sort of signed off on to give his green stamp of approval for, because he wouldn't necessarily say he's a Lopetegui signing, would you? Yeah, you know, no. At the start of the window. So yeah, he obviously likes what he's seen from him as well. So,
0: Yeah, I think there's got to be a little bit of wriggle room though, if like Lopetegui's no, you can't have you can't have, you can't have everything, can he? Otherwise, nah. I think we'll be signing like seven Spaniards, um, which isn't always possible. Uh, the last question before and I'm sure Dave is looking into the last yeah, he is, he. Uh, <laughs> okay to play for Wolves from a Mars music show. What do you think the likelihood of Neves, Nunes, and Martinho all evening in the summer by now signing Lamina and Gomez, it seems the club are starting to rebuild. Obviously, Neves in the summer will have a year left on his deal. Martinio's Contracts up the end of the season, and, and the report suggests that Nunes will join Liverpool. So, it seems quite likely that that could happen, Dave. Yeah, I think so.
1: But I think it's good, actually, good preparation and, and so on from the club as well um, for a change. Um, I, I don't think all, I don't think all three of Matino, Neves, and Nunes will go. I've got a feeling that Neves will stay. At least sign another short-term contract extension. Nunez, I'm not sure about. Matino, I think will be let go. Um, But saying that, I think Matino, even on Saturday, I thought he played quite well. I know it was in that slightly more advanced role, but I thought he still played quite well as well. But to get these players in as almost ready-made replacements just makes sense. Get get your bedding in done now. Mm. You know, get get the minutes where they can, and um, yeah, so they're all ready and adapted for next year. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Jordan, any thoughts on that?
2: I think Matuidi's definitely gone. I think I think that'll be I think that's, this is his last season. Whether he sticks on it in the coaching team or he goes back for back to Portugal He'll for to play, one last year, I think, yeah. yeah, maybe he will. Um, and that's absolutely fine. And he, you know, he owes us absolutely nothing. I think the same as you, Dave. I think Neves will probably sign a new deal with a very favourable um, release clause please, for a Champions League please. club. So does everyone a bit of a favour? We protect our asset a little bit. We get the money that he's, he's worth, like whether that's like 40, 50 million quid. Again, like, you know, he's arguably worth 70, but he's, again, he's, he's given us a long time of service. I'm not going to really begrudge if he wants to move and someone comes in. I think Nunes is interesting because these last few weeks, like, and again, I don't want to sound like you are, but he's shown a lot of passion. P a s h u n h h u n passion and um I I would really I think the first six months were a complete right off of his Wolves career. I would really like to see him have another year with us. Um, I don't necessarily think teams will be clamoring for him still yet. Although it makes sense he goes to Liverpool with their crying out for midfielders, but I still think they are looking for Jude Bellingham, and that's where I think they're going to put their money. So. They can't, I don't think they can afford 100-plus million on Jude Bellingham and then 50-odd-plus for
0: Nunes in my opinion. He needs to develop his final ball as well because it's so frustrating. Like, it technically is unbelievable in terms of going past players and just how he turns and stuff. But then oh, so many times where he just like floats the ball out of, out of play. Yeah. So you know, it reminds
2: annoying. me of a little bit, and again, not a Wolves player, it reminds me a little bit of like Moussa Dembella. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, he think that's,
0: that's, that's here yeah, then ballet was unbelievable. We see not like, how many players who say, "Look, he's the best player played with." <laughs> he's
2: just injured. He just had no knees, did he? But when he played, he was yeah, an unbelievable player. And I think he's got that sort of profile: it's quick, strong, physical. Just glides past people, doesn't he? When he's got the ball as well.
0: I think dynamics are the word you're looking for.
2: I'm not yeah. using that word, mate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh that's all we got time for this week chap so uh, i've enjoyed that um it's it's nice to do it after off, off the back of a, a fairly positive week and hopefully on next monday when we do the podcast we'll be able to do the same although we've got two tough fixtures ahead so dave where can people find you should they wish to follow you
1: well by the way i think the last former albion player to join walls was thomas kushak so you probably would have never uh, have got that in a million years if, Yeah. Um, I might be wrong, but that's the most recent name I could see. Um, yeah, it's Dave as a party, still not on Twitter, but you can follow me over there if you wish. Instagram, um, and obviously your LinkedIn. Thanks for the connections.
0: You might have to start building that profile, mate. I know, mate. Yeah. <laughs> George, where can people find you? Yeah,
2: so George with seven on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, Jordan Russell on the LinkedIn.
0: I am M Cooper writes on Twitter, Matt Cooper Bites on Twitter and YouTube. And of course, we are talking wolves across all of our socials, including LinkedIn, which of course is the big one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let us know if you've enjoyed the podcast down below. Like the video if you're new here, subscribe. And until next time, we'll see you all very, very soon.